You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's podcast episode is going to be a devotional podcast, but our reading for today is not going to be from Acts. We're going to shift gears just a little bit, and we're going to read from the other book that Luke wrote. We're going to read from the Gospel of Luke. So I'd like to set this up. So on Sunday, I preached about uh, the shipwreck when Paul was on a vessel with 276 people total. They were in the middle of a storm. They were suffering in this moment. They knew the ship was going to sink, but God gave them a vision to let Paul know that he was going to rescue everybody. So I preached about the shipwreck. I preached about suffering, about disaster, about you know surviving disaster. Well, I had a conversation with one of my friends who's a deacon uh, today, and he just really encouraged me because he was talking about Sunday sermon. And he said, you know, that, that God used it in his life, and you know, this has been a tough year for him. Like for a lot of the podcast listeners, for a lot of our church family, this has been a really tough year. So anyway, this friend said, "Listen, Ben, you know, for me, I was listening to the sermon, and I started to think about the other boat, and so the other boat." Being in the Gospel of Luke in chapter eight, you know Jesus is Jesus is on a boat on the Sea of Galilee with disciples. Smaller boat, fewer people, but the same scenario. In the middle of a storm, uh, it seems like the boat's going to sink. It's a different result. This boat did not sink, but but the difference was Jesus. And I just I want to I want to read this passage and I want to talk to our church family about the sovereignty of Jesus, about Christ being Lord, and about the peace that we can have because of that. So here's the the story of the other boat that was going to sink. Verse 22, Luke chapter 8. One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. The disciples went and woke him saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. The storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, They ask one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. So I want to process this powerful little story just a little bit. So the first thing I want to to throw out there is that you you get to see in this story, you get to see both the humanity and the divinity of Jesus. You get to see him as God and man. This is a powerful moment when we get to look at the Trinity and see that the second member of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, that is Jesus, the second member of the Trinity, both fully God, fully man. Fully man in that and he's tired. Listen, he's been in the middle of ministry. Everybody has been draining him. So he gets in the boat. We're going to sail across the lake, and he goes to sleep because physically he is beat. All right. But you get to see also the God in Jesus. You see that Jesus is fully God. You get to see that he can command the waves and the wind. He can speak to the wind and say, stop blowing. And it will because he is its creator. He has sovereign power over his creation because he made it. 
He's got the power to control it. And so you get to see the, that Jesus is both fully God and fully man. Powerful, powerful theologically. But in light of that fact, you know, the disciples are still discovering this. And so here's Jesus sleeping in the boat, and the disciples are convinced they're going to sink. Now, you've got to remember that a few of the disciples were fishermen, like full-time professional fishermen on the Sea of Galilee before Jesus called them to be his disciples. So on this boat, there are some really accomplished hands at the sea. These are not people that if the boat gets a little tippy, they're going to get a little nervous. Nope. This boat has some professional fishermen in it who know how to navigate the sea. So if they think that they're about to drown, chances are pretty good that they really were. Like, my money is that, yeah, this boat was about to sink. Like They really were in this moment where they recognized that they were done for. So they did the logical thing. I totally agree with they did. They woke Jesus up. They said, hey, listen, we're going to drown. All right, so maybe you know, when, they, when they woke him up, maybe they shouldn't have said, we're going to drown. Maybe they should have shown more faith in that. We need you or something. But they did the right thing. They woke up Jesus. So I want you to hear this. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided and all was calm. So Jesus looks at the storm on the sea and says, stop. Now, I'm not trying to make some analogy to say Jesus can calm the storms in your life because the real point of this passage is not that Jesus can calm the storms of your life. He totally can. But the real point of this passage is that Jesus is creator God. Jesus is king of the kingdom. So I want you to hear this. When Jesus tells the wind not to blow, it won't blow. When he tells the waves to calm down, they'll be smooth like glass. In fact, if he wants to, he can walk on the sea because he has total command of his creation. I would need you to see the strength that Jesus has and the peace that I want you to find in the middle of your suffering is found in the strength that we believe that Jesus has. I want you to know that Jesus is in control of his creation, that he can act as he sees fit, that, that like the world can't elude his grasp. So why do you think that Jesus calmed the sea? Why this miracle? So I think that the miracles that Jesus performed, they fixed things, they healed things, they helped things. Well, in this case, they saved the lives of a bunch of men in a boat. So the miracles accomplished good things. But I don't think that the miracles only accomplished good things. I think the miracles did a specific job. I think they showed the world what the kingdom of heaven is like. So, you know, creation is good, but it's so broken. We have natural disasters and sin and disease. People get leprosy or people get cancer. People die because our mortality is a part of our sin. Natural disasters spring up on the earth from tsunamis and tidal waves, earthquakes and fires to, well, in this case, it was a, it was a sea that was storm-tossed. But it won't be that way in the age to come. In the new heaven and the new earth that Jesus Christ is creating for us, that Jesus is going to rule over as king. In the new heaven and the new earth, uh, there will be no more cancer and leukemia. There won't be any more natural disasters, no more tornadoes or fires. So think about it. When Jesus heals a sick person on earth, it was to show that when he rules in the kingdom of heaven, under his reign, under his rule, with him as king, there will be no more sickness on the earth. Jesus raises the dead to show that in his kingdom, when he rules, 
there'll be no more dead. We'll be raised from the dead. And Jesus calms the storm to show that when he rules, as he reigns creation in the new heaven and the new earth, even creation will behave. No more thorns and thistles. No more tornadoes and tsunamis. Nature will behave because Christ is king. So what do we do about that? Well, I think it was interesting that after he calms the storm, he looks at the disciples and he asks them, where is your faith? You know, most of my life I've read that question and I've seen it as if he was rebuking the disciples. You know, as if he was saying, how could you believe that we were going to drown? But then I, I think through the scenario and I'm like, you know, maybe when they woke him up, they should have said something that had more faith to it, like, hey, Jesus, we need you to calm the storm. That would have been a pretty big step for them, but maybe that's what he was thinking. I think it was totally the right move to wake him up, you know, because it looked like they literally would have drowned if they didn't. So what does you think, what do you think Jesus meant when he looked at them and says, where's your faith? I don't, I don't think anymore that he was rebuking them. In other words, I don't think his tone was like, where's your faith? Oh, you of little faith. Now he says that to them sometimes, but that's not what I'm thinking here. What I'm thinking here is like, well, he, like, he was their hope when they woke him up. And sure enough, their hopes were founded. He spoke to the waves and the wind and it stopped. And he looks at them and says, where's your faith? And maybe he does mean you didn't have enough faith. But I'm also thinking, as they look at Jesus and he says, where's your faith? That if I'm a disciple and I'm looking at him, I'm going to say, it is in you because nobody else can do that. So here's what I want. You know, in this moment, the disciples walk away from the boat and the Bible says in fear and amazement, they say, who is this? He commands the wind and the water and obeys him. The reason the winds and the water obey him is because he is in charge of the cosmos. He's, he's Christ the King. He is part of the triune God. And so I just wanna look at our church today and say, hey gang, where's our faith? Is our faith in King Jesus? And if it is, right, recognize his strength and let's find peace in whatever comes our way. You know, politically, find peace. As far as our health crisis, find peace in, peace in Jesus. Whatever struggle you're facing at work or in your family, let's remember that our faith is in Jesus who rules not only this age, but who rules the age to come. Like in the kingdom of heaven, like Christ makes perfect peace. So whether we're here on earth or whether we're away from our bodies and with the Lord and waiting on the new heaven and the new earth, know that Christ is king. Where is our faith? So let's find peace in the midst of the chaos. And let's recognize the source of that peace is King Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this podcast and thanks a lot to my deacon friend who pointed out what God had been teaching him. I love you. Hope you have a fantastic day. 